This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Yeah, you come to me today. You want some Parmesan? Yeah, I'll get you some Parmesan. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. 25-20, 15-10, 5, snowshoes, touchdown, Kansas City! According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. It's over! The Bullpups have knocked out Bishop the age! And for the ninth time in school history, the Bullpups stand atop the state of Kansas! Everything happening in the sports world. Oh, oh, are you serious? Slam jam back! Get him ready for the NBA Duncan contest! And even some things not happening in the sports world. So you're saying you will not watch any episodes of The Bachelor this year? I think I'd rather have a tooth pull. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson, the sickest man in McPherson, maybe the drowsiest man in McPherson, <laughs> Mr. Steve Sell. Have you completely woken up from your nap yet? Uh, it's a struggle right now. It's, uh, <laughs> um, it's, it's not great to have... You know, tournament week and me being really, really under the weather. It's just you not... sound great. I'll give oh, you that. Well, I'm glad you think so because uh, <laughs> tell that to my uh, to my membranes and things like that. Well, Steve, we had a really fun day of basketball yesterday. I know you were feeling a little gloomy, a little sick over there. I guess the good night's rest didn't really help you out. But a great night and great day of basketball in the McPherson Invitational as the Bullpups had the final game of the day. They beat Blue Valley West 70-65, to and they are into the semifinals tonight. And one of the things that we talked about at the end of yesterday's game was you could hear a big right. a sigh of relief after McPherson won its opener because you and I, we didn't really have a great feel for Blue Valley West yet. But one thing we knew was that it would be a very tough game. We didn't know exactly which way it would go, who would be the favorite, but the Bullpups found a way to win at home in a scrappy game that was a little bit intense down the stretch in the fourth quarter. But the Bullpups won. They're into the semifinals. And if we're being honest, probably have an easier matchup in terms of what they're looking at on paper tonight than what it was well, there, against Blue Valley West. There is West. no question. We, you, know, you and I were there for every game. We saw every minute of every game. And if, of the other three teams in the Final Four, the Bullpups have the best draw. Shawnee Heights, not taking anything anyway, anything away from Shawnee Heights. Kenny Darting, you know, great coach. He was at Highland Park, had a lot of great teams there. But from a size standpoint. It's a great matchup for yeah, McPherson. Uh, Shawnee Heights, not very big. Uh, Shawnee Heights really struggled yesterday. I don't know if that was just never having played in the roundhouse. Now, they came out smoking. They were up 23-10 to 10 early in the second quarter. And they did not, they went over eight minutes. The last six minutes of the first half and the first two and a half minutes, actually about eight and a half minutes, first two and a half minutes of the second half and did not score. And uh, I think if you guard their, they have one guard that shoots it really well, the Barksdale kid, really good on the inside. He's very muscular, but he's only 6'1. I tell you, Shawnee Mission East 
really impressed me. And, of course, Lawrence Free State's the top seed. They didn't have their best player. be interesting to see if he plays today. But I think that East Free State game could be terrific in the first semifinal. So here's the way the bracket has fallen for the McPherson Invitational. The two games on the consolation side will be played at 3 and 4.45 today. At 3 o'clock, Mill Valley will take on Manhattan. Manhattan lost to Shawnee Mission East by 2. Mill Valley lost to Lawrence Free State by 17. And then the 445 game is Wichita West, who lost to Shawnee Heights by 2, and Blue Valley West, who lost to McPherson by 5 last night. The championship side of the bracket in the semifinals, Lawrence Free State will take on Shawnee Mission East at 630, and then McPherson against Shawnee Heights at 815. I think we have two really good semifinal games. And I think these consolation semifinal games will be really good, Well, I think of the, the four teams that lost yesterday, to me, Manhattan was really good. Yeah. I thought Manhattan was really good. Blue Valley West is really good. I think Mill Valley, uh, Wichita West, they're kind of destined for the seventh and eighth place game. Uh, Mill Valley had a nice shooting guard. Guy came out really smoking. The, the uh, Davis kid at 14 in the first half. He cooled in the second half. Wichita West, they're a tough team to play because they are just a, an orthodox. They're wild. They really get after it. They're not tremendously skilled as far as shooting. Uh, you know, they, they rely on their offensive rebounding and how hard they play. I mean, they really play hard. They're just not very skilled. But a really good win last night for McPherson, Steve. And this was a game that we just keep talking about how much pressure is on this first game. And I don't know. I, I, was, I was rattling my brain and, and going through it this morning. Racking my brain, probably not rattling. I am always rattled. But I was trying to think through other environments, other towns, where there's so much pressure on a high school sporting event. And maybe you can think of Texas high school football, maybe at Permian High School, that there's some pressure on a big state playoff game. But in terms of basketball, and in especially games that are not in the postseason, I don't know if there's very many other environments that are quite like this where so much rides on what McPherson does in this first game. And I was trying to think of other high school basketball tournaments, whether it was St. Thomas Aquinas hosting a tournament this weekend, maybe at Halstead with their rep tournament, maybe the Dodge City Tournament of Champions. There's so many other teams that are there, and, and maybe it's not such a financial thing or it's a community thing. This is very unique with this first game because the sake of the tournament, because some of these teams are coming from so far away, the sake of the attendance of the tournament and just an environment and an atmosphere, it all relies on one game. Well, all you had to do was look at last night and look at the crowds the other towns brought for the first night. And, and it's the Thursday day, right. too, which right. makes it hard. It makes it hard. Uh, Lawrence Free State had a pretty nice following. And I bet they'll have two good crowds this weekend. Shawnee Mission East had a pretty nice following. And they'll have two good crowds this weekend. Wichita West had about 15 kids. They were doing the wave. <laughs> uh, they were there. Uh, Mill Valley had nobody. Um, Manhattan, they had a few people there. But, but their attendance won't be great this weekend because yeah, the they're bull, on the consolation side. But if side. the Bullpups lose that first game, this tournament absolutely craters. I mean, it craters. And, it, and it's, it's a sad thing to say for you know, I always say McPherson's the basketball capital of Kansas, and with good reason. But economics have worked their way into the invitation. In the old days, back in the 90s, of course, we never lost in the first round, I don't think, hardly ever, ever back in those days. But back in the 90s, when McPherson, I think when McPherson did lose, we still had pretty good crowds the last two nights. Now, 
We lost in 2014. I mean, the roundhouse was a ghost town. I mean, it was almost – in fact, uh, I think Coach Kenneman mentioned after the game, uh, one of the coaches said to him, where's all the people at? <laughs> and, you know, he said, hey, it's a Thursday. But, he, you know, he's a realist. He knows – you know, you take a family of four, it's 25 bucks. you know. Go get some popcorn. Yeah, go get some popcorn and a pop. You're looking at another – it's a $35 night. So, the Bullpups – Came through. They won that first one. The yeah. other thing, too, with that, Steve, is that if they lose the first game, you play at 445 on Friday. Right. Which is not a great time for people. No. Then, on Saturday, oh. even if you win, you get 315. Right. Which people are still rolling up out of bed. They've got chores to do on a Saturday morning. And if you lose, you play at 130. Yeah. There are people that aren't even awake at 130. Well, yeah. And so it makes it really hard to get any attendance at those times. But that's why winning this first game is so important. They get the marquee primetime 8-15 game tonight against Shawnee Heights. And then, no matter what happens tonight, it's either a 5 o'clock third place game, which is much better for people on a Saturday, or a 7 o'clock championship game. Well, I can say back in the 90s, when we were really, you know, having those incredible, I think we won the tournament, what, seven years in a row, something like that. Even the first night, there was probably at least 1,500 people. I'd say there was, what, 600 last night? Didn't have as much to watch on TV. You didn't have Netflix. You couldn't go home and watch Bird Box. Whatever that is. I don't know. Netflix, yeah. Is that like Instagram? Yeah, yeah, Instagram. Whatever. But anyway, uh, back in the old days, even on that first night, we would get 1,500 people in the stands. And And now it's like 500, 600, maybe for the first round. But, you know, that's it's just... That the uh, Bullpups, our fans are so used to winning. And the other thing is, too, you have to remember, there's another tournament next week. It's hard. Now, you know, it's our job to do this. So, it, right. it, it's no big, you know. We have fun. Yeah. and We get food at the hospitality room. Yeah. Ooh, lemon cheesecake. Ooh, I'm getting hungry thinking about it. Yeah. But, but you know, it's normal for us to go to every game. It's hard for the average person to go six nights in two weeks to the roundhouse. It just is. And then you've got your passionate fans, the ones that aren't going to miss anything regardless of what game they're playing in. You Willie. got your, your Mike Roush, your Grandpa Danny. Willie and Evie. They're, they're, not, they're not missing anything. So it's trying Paul to find that balance. Yeah. Oh, Paul and Jesse, they never miss. Yeah. But tonight, we get that marquee matchup. And looking back over the years, Steve, I would think that maybe the Friday night, just because that is the more traditional high school basketball night, that that will draw a bigger crowd most years compared to even the championship game on a Saturday night, just because you're used to going to high school basketball on Friday night. And last year, when it was the Shawnee Mission East game, that was the bigger crowd compared to the Bishop Carroll game of the championship. It really was. And let's face it, the the days of the big crowds at the Roundhouse are over. I mean, I've covered 40 years of McPherson basketball. We don't get the crowds from the 1990s. Let's just... Throw it out there. It just doesn't happen anymore. The world is different. The world is different. I mean, people are watching pundits on TV and got their flicks necks and whatever, you know, <laughs> and and stuff like that. And, and you know, and you, you go to a game and if there's a timeout, there's a thousand people looking at their phone. They're texting something. Got to find out what's going on in the world. Yeah. I mean, we are in an instant gratification society. We are in information. We got to know what's going on. And the days of the roundhouse crowds where the people were around the top. Now, last year for the Shawnee Mission East game, 
We had a really good crowd. It was close to full. But the days of people standing around the top, the fire marshal told to look the other way, people down on the court, those days are over because it was the only game in town. That was it. It, You know, high school basketball on a Friday night, that was it. It was the only game in town. There was nothing else going on. And now you got people wanting to watch movies and things like that and getting on their phones and computers and, you know, killing their brain cells by looking into computers or whatever it is. So, I think you did okay. How many times have you been looking at a computer recently? A lot. How's your, how are your brain cells? Oh, they're gone. Yeah, I could I'm tell. Brain, I've been brain dead for a long time. <laughs> but we've got a couple of great matchups today and tonight. And as always, we'll have updates at midkansasonline.com. Steve has a game story from every game. And don't sleep on Shawnee Mission East. They're a good te- team. I'm telling you right now. And I, I'll be honest, I love that Manhattan team. They were long. Uh, they were, you know, they had a good inside game. Uh, yeah, Manhattan's got to be looking. Their guys say, golly, you know, we're – they look at Shawnee Heights. I bet Manhattan's thinking, I wish we could have played Shawnee Heights. But, we'll see them a little later this but year. But Shawnee Heights, trust me, they will be a lot better tonight. They kind of scudded through their game with Wichita West. That's a team they probably should have beat by 15 points, but they just could not throw it in the ocean. But I think you'll see a much better Shawnee Heights team tonight. Christian Olsaker, he'll have them ready to go. Coach Kenneman was saying, man. Coach Olsaker was really having to get into his guys, and somebody yeah, said, actually, I wonder where you learned that from. Chris, Christian seemed like he was doing more coaching than Kenny Darting. <laughs> Lawrence Free State and Shawnee Mission East, I think, is going to be a really good game. And one reason why I think it can really be good early on in the year is that these teams are very familiar with each other. Remember, they're in the same league. They're right. both in the Sunflower League, and they've been two of the better teams in that league of – recent the last five years they've been two of the better teams so there's a lot of familiarity there and I pulled off a stat earlier today Steve that this is the second year in a row that McPherson Shawnee Mission East and Lawrence Free State are all in the McPherson Invitational semifinals because they're familiar with being here and let's face it they've been three of the best teams in this tournament for the last five or six years yeah they really have and of course Bullpups play Free State in February, we you and I go up to Lawrence. That's right, February sixteenth. Yeah, we go up to Lawrence and uh, we play Free State up there. That's it, it'll be a home game for Free State in the, in the boys game, but then the girls remember they'll play Baldwin right. at Free State, defending four so, A Division two champion. That's right. So we Baldwin Bulldogs, BHS. Yeah. So Steve, let's take our first break. It's going to be a great day of basketball. We'll go back over it here in just a little bit. I want to talk about the Chiefs NFL football championship Sunday coming up. The Chiefs take on the Patriots, the Rams, and the Saints. We'll talk about that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon, it's according to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Jim Joyner, Steve Sell. Steve, before we dive into the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the New England Patriots, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and the gang that's saying bet against us, 
Have you seen all that slogan oh, stuff yeah, for them? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're playing the no respect card. I, I don't know why. Nobody respects them. No, no, no. But before we talk about that matchup, I have a quick announcement. So we've been trying to figure out all week long how to get the Chiefs game on the air on Sunday. And due to some technical problems, we can't carry the Chiefs Fox Football Radio Network. There is an NFL licensing agreement that only their flagship station, which is 101 The Fox in Kansas City, they are the only station that you can listen to the AFC Championship game on and the Super Bowl. So we could carry Westwood 1. It's not going to be Kevin Harlan. He's doing the NFC game. I don't remember who's doing the AFC game, but it would be the national feed, but we can't pick it up. There's a little bit of a technical error, and so we will not be carrying the Chiefs broadcast on Sunday, but if they make the Super Bowl, we will be able to. It's very confusing. We've been scratching our heads and looking at computers for the last four days, and we just can't get it to work. So a bummer that we will not be able to broadcast that here, but if you do want to hear Mitch Holtis, you should be able to download the 101 The Fox app and listen to them throughout the game. Normally, we don't plug other stations, but we're big Mitch Holtis fans, and if there's anybody that deserves to call a big game, it's oh, Mitch. Oh, yeah, and, and I talked to his uh, father-in-law, Willie Johnson, of last course. night and told him that every Monday we play Mitch Clips and, and Evie, uh, Mitch's mother-in-law, she's not very happy about uh, you know the Chiefs being restricted on this game. Yeah. So she is not very pleased about that. And they do the same thing for the MLB. They do the same thing for right, the NBA. Right. That once you get to this round, it turns over to the NFL. Or, it, it turns over to them having the rights to it. And it was the same thing with the Royals, where you could not listen to them on any other station but 610 in Kansas City, their flagship station when right. they were in the World Series. So it's a bummer that we can't get them to play on Sunday. But the Chiefs... Are you feeling better? The weather is supposed to be warmer. They're thinking it's not going to be an Arctic blast and will instead be about 20 degrees, which I guess throws Colin Cowherd's line out the window with all the Chiefs fans being too cold and masks over their mouths and wool that they won't be able to be loud. Are you feeling better, Steve? Are you not feeling much at all? Do you feel different? I just just see it being a very close game. Um, I did my picks today in my column, Sell on Sports. I think the Chiefs will be close, but I don't think they'll get over to the hump. Why is that? Tom Brady. Well, he helps. Yeah, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. That's all you need to know. Those two have had a pretty good run. Yeah. And for some reason, something is telling me. Remember last week I said Chiefs by 17, or did I say 18? 17 and end up being 18. So I took the Chiefs by 17, and I... It was sort of a bold decision at the time. Very bold. I, I felt good about them winning and just thought maybe they'd add a, a late touchdown and, and be able to win that game with relative ease. But something is telling me with this week, my gut's telling me this, and I always trust my gut, that the Chiefs are going to have a chance to win this game at the very end. Whether that is their offense being on the field and being down by a couple of points and driving down the field and having a chance to win, or... It's their defense on the field with the lead and having to hold on. That's a scary thought, though. How would you feel, Chiefs up four, Patriots with the ball, one timeout, minute 15 left, they get it on their own 20. Would you feel very good? (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) I've always said this, that when it comes down to quarterbacks with the ball in their hands at the end of the game, that there's probably nobody I'd rather have than Tom Brady. Of course. Pretty much been saying that for 15 Golden years. Golden boy. And I just get the feeling that that's going to be the case. 
And I see this game hovering around 30. Whether the teams go over 30, I don't know. I could see like a 28-24, 31-28. have? 34-27. I, I haven't looked at I think yours. it was 34-27 or 31-27. 34-31. I, I think it will hover there. I don't think this will be 50-48. to 48. I don't think this will be 13-10. to 10. I, I think just, we'll get somewhere right in the middle. You know, Bill Belichick has made his bones on being a defensive guy. And I just worry that he's going to come up with some complex schemes that Patrick Mahomes has not seen. And uh, it's going to take him a little while to adjust. And one thing, you know, the Chargers had just a ridiculous game plan against the Patriots defensively. Wasn't great. No, no. And, I mean, they kind of, you know, they didn't vary out of it. And Patriots just picked them apart. And one thing about New England throughout this run, and like you mentioned with Bill Belichick being a defensive-minded guy, that when it comes to playing a team, the one thing that the Patriots have always done well is take away another team's weapon. They find a way to scheme around it, whether that is trying to say, okay, we are going to blitz Patrick Mahomes, we're going to do what the Ravens did, and just try and put as much pressure on him as possible, make him get out of the pocket, make him make quick decisions, or whether it is saying, let's keep the ball in front of us. Take away Tyreek Hill going over the top. Take away Travis Kelsey on a 20-yard post. And try and force the Chiefs to run the ball and have long, sustained drives. I don't know what necessarily would be the best option with just trying to keep everything in front and make the Chiefs be patient because that's one thing they haven't had to do much this year they is were pa- be patient. But they were last week. They were really patient last week. But that's not something that is in their typical DNA. And I'll just be interested to see what this Patriots team decides to do to try and take away the Chiefs' weapon, which is Patrick Mahomes. And... I know there's the argument of, oh, you've got 41-year-old Tom Brady. Can he go out there in the cold? I don't think it's as much about him as it is what Patrick Mahomes does in his biggest moment. And so far this year, Steve, in every big moment, Patrick Mahomes has stepped up. Whether it is putting up 40-something points against the Rams or 50-something, whatever they scored that day, and even though the Chiefs lost, every game Patrick Mahomes has stepped up and risen to the occasion. And most of the time, it's been somebody else, whether it's the defense or one other player not doing it. You look at their four losses, they were right there at the end every game. Right. They didn't have like a, you know, a 41-24 loss. And Patrick Mahomes always gives you a puncher's chance, but two guys are the key of the game. Let's hear it. Sonny Michel. Ooh. James White. New England Patriots running backs, for those of you who don't know them. James White had 15 catches last week. Sonny Michelle really ran well. I worry that New England is just going to absolutely run the ball right down the Chiefs' throat. And Sonny Michelle's going to go for about 140. And then James White's going to have like eight or nine catches, about 50 yards rushing. I just worry that uh, Kansas City cannot stop New England. Steve, who's the guy that I have said all year is the X factor for this Chiefs team? Cheetah. No. Justin Houston. No. D Ford. No. Offense. Offense? Sammy Watkins. Yes. The guy I've been saying all year, whenever he is in the game and is able to make an impact, that's when the Chiefs can be so dangerous. As long as he doesn't fumble. He has a Well that too. He has a tendency to fumble a little bit. Where Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey 
put the Chiefs into rare company with talent and being able to be big targets for Patrick Mahomes. But if they lock those two guys up, they've got to have a big game from Sammy Watkins. And he had a pretty good game against the Colts. And they've got to have a good performance from him. The Chiefs are three-point favorites. Do you think that's the right line? Probably. Which means it's pretty much even. Yeah. I think the Chiefs need to wear their all red. Ooh. Yeah. I think Red it's on a, red. Red on red. Night good... game at Arrowhead Stadium. Oh, yeah. Like, remember the last time the Patriots were there on a night I was game. there, Steve. Oh, when they, and they had red on red look good. I was there. They destroyed Tom Brady that night. I'm... Tom Brady has not been destroyed like that in a game. Since. Since. Exactly. I've never been at a game like that where I, I know they broke the sound record, and so obviously it was loud, but it was nonstop loud for three hours. And then the next night, I went and watched the Royals win the wild card game across the street. So, pretty good stretch of two nights there. Oh, yeah. And I hope we can relive it again, and the Chiefs will be dancing in the streets of Kansas City. And that we can carry them on the radio. There in the you Super go. Bowl. And they can make it to Atlanta, and we could get Kevin Harlan on the call. Yeah. Which is a pretty good replacement for Mitch Holtis. Well, he used to be the voice of the Chiefs before Mitch Holtis. I would love for Kevin Harlan to be able to call the Chiefs Super Bowl and bellow out a touchdown, Kansas City! Because <laughs> he was doing it before Mitch. So it will yeah. be a lot of fun. We'll do some predictions coming up here next, Steve. We're back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 <laughs> FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by... Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Sell. Steve, I want to run through some predictions for you for the weekend. Okay. Does that work for you? Sure. What do you want to start off with? You want to start off with some Big 12 college basketball? Why not? Because it's going to be a busy weekend, and the road teams might be the better teams going into this weekend as I pull up the list of games and try and see where this Big 12 stands because I still haven't quite figured this league out and I think as we get to game six and seven from both teams, we will have a better picture. Let's start off with Oklahoma at Texas. Oklahoma just lost to K-State. So how do you feel about I, the Sooners? I tell you, I have a hard time figuring out what the Sooners are doing. I mean, they, uh, they've been very up and down. I like Texas in that game. Oklahoma State at Iowa State. Oh, that's Oklahoma a, State without a lot of its players. Yeah, Iowa State's going to win that game pretty handily. Texas Tech on the road at Baylor after losing earlier this week. Don't be surprised if Baylor wins. I'll still go with Texas Tech, though. TCU in Manhattan. The Wildcats are starting to roll. Everybody's saying Emaw. They're saying Dean Wade, Dean I, Wade. Yeah. You I'm, feel good about K-State? Hey, I'm on the bandwagon. I'm driving the bandwagon. Ooh. You did during the football season, too, and that didn't yeah, work that, out very well. Yeah, that was well. a disaster. And then KU going to Morgantown. West Virginia has not won in the Big 12 yet this year. Is Saturday their first? Yes, it is. Oh! The, the trap hatch opens uh -oh. and the Jayhawks fall through. Steve has made the prediction that he's saying West Virginia, he's got no faith. The they are due theory. And, boy, what a perfect opportunity for West Virginia. I assume KU's probably on Big Monday. I mean, they always are. Let's so, see. So, who's on Big Monday this week? They will be on Big Monday against Iowa State. Okay. Uh-oh. Yeah. 
You can get tickets to the KUS Virginia game for $4 if you want, Steve. you want to make the trip out there? I don't think so. All right, Steve, NFL, your big-time predictions. We'll see if this whole season is worth something. We'll start off. Rams at the Saints. New Orleans in the Superdome. Three-and-a-half-point favorites. I got the Rams. Ooh. I really liked how they looked last week. Todd Gurley looked refreshed. And the Saints, they just haven't been the same the last three or four games. So I'm going to go Rams. I know a lot of people are saying that's a joke. But for some reason, I'm just calling this a hunch. I like the Rams. You're taking the young quarterback. Now, Patriots at the Chiefs. Are you going to take the young quarterback or are you going to take well, the greatest I've of already, all time? I've already tipped that off. I still have New England because my theory always is you pick New England until they lose. And I just, I just don't see them. I see Tom Brady just having his way with that Kansas City defense. How confident are you in that? Really confident? Or are no, you just not I'm, quite sure when you're going to lean New England? I'm not quite sure because I just think this, you know, th- th- what would really be disappointing if this doesn't end up being a close game. You know, if, if Kansas City just lays a total egg and the playoff pressure is too much for Patrick Mahomes and he can't throw those sidearm passes and Belichick has him so confused that he's afraid to throw the ball. and But uh, I, I think it's going to be a great game. I, I, I it's this These are two really great games. The best four teams are in the Final Four in the NFL this year. Steve, I said Chiefs by 17 last weekend. Oh, I won't give you a point total because I don't have a great feel yet of what it will be. But my prediction is the Chiefs either have the ball at the end of the game and drive down and win, or their defense comes up with a stop on the final drive in order to preserve the win. Well, if they make the Super Bowl, I think the first play of the game, 65, toss power trap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. TPT. There you go. In honor of Lenny the Cool. And Hank Stram. All right, Steve, it's going to be a wild weekend. McPherson Invitational, Bullpups tonight taking on Shawnee Heights and then either at 5 o'clock in the third place game on Saturday or 7 o'clock. Rest up, go get it one more nap, and then I'll see you out at the roundhouse. All right. Wrapping up today's show, for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll see you tonight. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Next Tech Wireless and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.